Praise Him, and welcome to the Believe Right, Live Right podcast. I'm Eugene Hill, Senior Pastor of Kingdom Recovery Ministry, located in Phoenix City, Alabama, where we believe if you can change what you believe, you can change your life. Christianity is not about right doing, it's about right believing. Transformation takes place when you believe. What Jesus did on the cross is powerful. When you believe, it can and it will change your life. We call it the good life, the grace life, excelling in every area of life. Father God has a life-changing word just for you today. Are you ready? Let's get right to it. Father, what a great day. What a privilege and an honor to be in the house of the Lord, to be gathered together among people of like faith, to be gathered together among believers, to not have forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. But Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for just this time, Lord, to come together in your name. So we ask, Father, that you would have your way in this place, that you would think through our minds, that you would speak through our vocal cords, Lord. Let it be all of you and none of us in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, KRM, say amen. 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 Well, tonight we are really privileged and honored and glad to be gathered together. Amen. We are gathered together to delve into study of God's word. And really there's, you know, no better place, no more enjoyment that I get than to just to to break the bread of life, to, to feed on Jesus. Amen. I don't know about you, but every time I get into the word, I, I feel refreshed. I feel better than when I, when I, you know, first went into the word. So we just invite you to get your Bibles. Amen. Get your pens, get your paper. Amen. Take notes. Cause you know, when I was in school, we had to take notes. I don't know if the kids still take notes in this day and time, but that's my normal way of learning. I take notes. So I'm encouraging you to get your pens and your paper and get out your, your Bible. Amen. <clears throat> We're going to talk tonight from this subject of position yourself to hear and see more of Jesus. Position yourself. Pastor said this on Sunday, that we are to position ourselves to to hear more of Jesus, to see more of Jesus. Amen. And how do we see Jesus? We see Jesus in the scriptures. Amen. In other words, you've got to be in the word of God to see Jesus. And as you are in that word, as you are studying that word, as you are reading that word, as as you are meditating on that word, God will allow you, God will open up your, your eyes, your spiritual eyes, and allow you to see Jesus. Amen? See him, really, it's like you see him on the inside, in your mind's eye. You don't see him physically, you know, but you, you, you see what he's like. Amen? You see his, his nature, his personality, his heart. And so we, as believers, as Christians, we have to position ourselves so that we can see more and more of Jesus. Amen? Why? Because we want to grow in grace. We don't want to stay in the same position. Well, you know, I saw uh, Jesus, he, he paid my electric bill, so I know he'll provide for my electric bill, but I want to know more about him. Amen. I don't want to just stop it knowing he'll pay my electric bill. I want to know he'll pay my mortgage. In fact, I want to know he'll get me out of debt. You know what I'm saying? I want to know that he'll heal my body. 
He'll mend relationships. I want to know more about Jesus. So that's what we are encouraging you to do on tonight. And notice I said, position yourself. You have to do this. Nobody can do this for you. Pastor can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. You have to position. Well, how do I position myself, Pastor? Well, one of the ways in which you position yourself is what you're doing right now. Amen. You are listening to to a study of the word of God. That's one way of positioning yourself. Amen. Coming to church, coming to Bible study, tuning in on Zoom, listening to the podcast, uh, getting into your word uh, in your home, reading the word, studying the word, meditating on the word. Amen. Listening to, to sermons, listening to, to pastors, our Believe Right, Live Right podcast. Those are ways in which you position yourself. Because as you hear more and you see more of Jesus, you're going to be like Jesus. The Bible says as he is, so are we in this world. So that means you need to see what he's like. If you want to be like him, amen, you need to see what he's like. Like the, uh, I thought about the disciples on the Emmaus Road. Jesus allowed for them to see him. The Bible talks about he expounded upon himself in the scriptures. He allowed them to see him in the scriptures. And that's the same way in which we see him in the scriptures. Amen. So that we can totally depend on Jesus for everything. Recognize that he is with us. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's for you. He's on your side. So position yourself so that you can see and hear more of Jesus. Because the Lord has already ordered our steps. He's already ordained uh, this good life, this grace life that he intended for us to live. And so as we get more and more into the word, we're going to see the steps that he's ordered. We're going to know what step to take, when to take it, how to take it, and where to take it. Amen. <clears throat> I love uh, Lisa's testimony that she shared with us on Sunday. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to hear it all because the zoom cut off uh after so many minutes but one of the things that she said she said the lord told her i think she said something told her but she's really talking about the spirit of the lord told her something that she was doing something wrong and what i love about it number one is that she admitted you know most people are you know they don't want they want everybody wants you to think that they got it going on you know, they got everything right. You know, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I love the fact that she was unashamed to admit God told her, you're doing something wrong, baby. So really at that point, it'd be number two, uh, even more than number two is number one, is that she heard God talking to her. See, when you get in that place with the Lord, you're going to hear him talking to you. That let us know she was in that place that she could hear from God. And she knew it was God talking to her. Amen. I love that. So at that point, it becomes, well, Lord, if I'm, not, if I'm doing something wrong, then, Lord, I need to know what to change or what to do, how to make it right. Amen. Those are our questions to him. So tonight, as we are talking about positioning yourself, to hear and to see more of Jesus, we're going to look in the Bible at four different accounts of people who positioned themselves to hear and to see Jesus. And we're looking at them really as examples for us. Amen. 
We're looking at them so that we can see what these people did in the Bible, amen, and we can see uh, their uh, determination, their focus, their, their importance of seeing and hearing Jesus, and that will just encourage us to see what we must do, amen? So we're going to go into the scriptures. Let me encourage you to position yourself to hear and see more of Jesus by looking at these examples in our Bible. First person we're going to look at is Nicodemus. And that is in John chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 7. John chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. And we're looking at a man named Nicodemus. Now the, it lets us know that Nicodemus was a Pharisee. That means he was one of those uh, uh, students, if you will, of the law, of the, the Old Testament law. And he was a member of the Sanhedrin. That was, uh, you know, the, that Jewish council, the big, it would be like our Supreme Court, if you will. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, the big dogs who knew the law. Amen. <clears throat> and he came to Jesus, it said, by night. He, well, in the Bible, it lets us know, in this particular account, it lets us know he came to Jesus by night. But he also, the second time we see Nicodemus in the Bible is um, when he reminds his colleagues in the Sanhedrin that the law requires that a person be heard before they're judged, you know, as they're talking about Jesus and whether they want to crucify him and all this stuff. And finally, uh, the Bible lets us see or mentions Nicodemus when uh, after the crucifixion, uh, Nicodemus was there and he assisted Joseph of Arimathea on the preparation of the body of Jesus for his burial. But we're going to look at John chapter 3 verse 1 because this is the first time the Bible mentions Nicodemus, how he first came to Jesus, all right? John 3, 1 through 7, ready, read. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from, come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can he be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time through his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. In other words, flesh stuff is flesh stuff, spiritual things are spiritual things. Amen? But I want to call your attention to verse number two. It said, um, the saying, talking about uh, that Nicodemus, the man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, he came to Jesus by night. The point is, he came. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. It says here he came by night. Yeah. That lets me know he didn't want anybody else to see him coming. Yeah, right. All right. But the point is that whether he wanted other people to see him, he was scared about letting other people see him, he came. Right. 
He did what was necessary. But if he was afraid to go in the daytime, he said, okay, I'm just going to go at night because I got to get to Jesus. See, what that is saying to us is you got to do whatever it takes for you. If you're scared, if you're ashamed of your friends seeing you, then you need to go at that time that they don't see you. Amen. 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 Excuse me, like Nicodemus. Excuse me, one second. I got excited. When I get excited, I, you know, voice elevates. But Nicodemus did what was necessary for him to come to Jesus. And so I'm, I'm saying, if you're ashamed or if you're scared of your friends seeing you, then whatever you need to do to come to Jesus, you need to do that. Amen. Be a Nicodemus. Come to Jesus. If you got to steal away, if you got to go where ain't none of your, the people know you there, that's fine too. But just make sure you make your way to Jesus. Amen. Because he has something for you. You got to position yourself. Nicodemus got in a position where he could hear and see more of Jesus. Obviously, he hadn't heard something about Jesus. And so he said, well, I'm, I'm basically, I just need to go and find out for myself. And that's what we need to do. You know, Pastor and I are telling you about Jesus and sharing our witness, telling you as much as we can about Jesus. But each and every last one of us have got to get to know him for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Let's look at another example in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Talking about positioning yourself to, to see and hear more of Jesus. <clears throat> now, in Mark chapter 2, it's talking about the, the paralytic or the man who was paralyzed. That means this man, you know, he couldn't walk. He paralyzed. So, he positioned himself, though, to hear and see more of Jesus. Let's see how he did it, okay? Mark 2, 1 through 12. Ready? Read. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy. Son, thy sons be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doeth this man speaketh blasphemies, can forgive sin, but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they, that they so reasoned within their, themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, 
Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw it this on this fashion. We never saw it like this before. Right. When you come to Jesus, you're going to see some stuff like you never seen before. Amen. 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 This man, you know, yes. he is, is paralyzed. He can't walk. He can't up and just walk and take himself to Jesus. But obviously he wanted to, to see and to hear more about Jesus enough that he convinced his friends, y'all need to take me to Jesus. Y'all got to take me to see this man that's going around healing everybody, Amen. healing uh, all who are sick and oppressed of the devil. I, I need to get to him. I need y'all to take me to him. Can you, can't you see him doing that? Amen. Obviously, and he, he convinced his friends so much to the point that when they got there, verse 2 says there was no room to receive them. Because there were so many people, you know, around Jesus. They couldn't even get through the door. And it says, but that, that didn't allow, uh, that didn't make them uh, stop. <clears throat> In other words, the, the paralyzed man would not be denied. He said to his friends, well, y'all got to get me in there some kind of way. <laughs> so, I don't know who came up with the idea, but they went up on the roof and tore a hole in the roof of the place. And let him down through the roof. Amen. Amen. Jesus saw this. He said, they faith. He saw their faith, the Bible says. He they saw Jesus saw their faith in so much that they wanted to get to him so much. And when you <clears throat> demonstrate to the Lord that you want to get to him, whether you gotta like Nicodemus, steal away at night, go where nobody can't see you, get your friends to take you like the paralyzed man, whatever it takes. Jesus calls that faith. Y'all see that? <clears throat> when Jesus saw their faith, he said to that man, your sins be forgiven you. In other words, when you, when you make it your business to get to Jesus, you're going to get what you're looking for. You're going to get what you need because your faith is demonstrating to Jesus that he has what you need and what you want. Amen. Amen. And he says, come unto me, all you that labor are, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other words, when we come to Jesus, we find what we need. We find what we're looking for, yes. what we are searching for. Amen. Amen. See, most of, of the time in our lives, why do you say this, Pastor? Because I've been there and done that. We're looking in all the wrong places. Searching in all the wrong places, going to all the wrong people. <clears throat> Pastor and I are trying to encourage you. It's in Jesus. You got to get to Jesus. Yes. Whatever it is you need in life, you got to get to Jesus because he's the one that has what you need. Yes. Let's go on and look at another example. We're going to look at this one very quickly because we're very familiar with Mary and Martha. Amen. Let's go to Luke 10, 38. Luke chapter 10. And I'm just trying to give you some examples of people who made it their business, made up their mind to get to the Lord Jesus Christ, who positioned themselves to hear and see more of Jesus. Paralyzed man, he couldn't get there on his own, but he got some friends to get him there. Amen. Maybe, you, maybe your friend been trying to invite you. 
Maybe you need to ride with your friends to Bible study or to church. Amen. Maybe your friend has mentioned you need to listen to Pastor Hill's podcast. Amen. In other words, use your friends if you have to. Whatever it takes to get you to see and hear more of Jesus. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. Ready? Read. Luke chapter 10. Now, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doeth thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Mary, it said, sat at Jesus' feet, and Jesus called that the good part. In other words, Mary positioned herself. Mm -hmm. She didn't care what was going on around her. She didn't, have, she didn't care who ate and who didn't eat. Right. Who had food and who didn't have food. Mary had, she, like Pastor was talking about Sunday, the horse with the blinders on. She was so focused. I got to get to this word. I've got to get this word. I've got to get this word. And that's the kind of single-mindedness we must have Amen. When it comes to seeing, positioning ourselves to see and hear more of Jesus. You just got to do what's necessary. Amen. Amen. That means if you got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning. If you got to go to bed at 30 minutes later at night, you need to do that. Whatever it's going to take for you to see and hear more of Jesus, it's got to be just that important in your life because it is. This is your life. Amen. This is your life. In other words, whatever it is going to take to see and hear, to position yourself. I got to get in a place where I can see and hear. I've got to get in a place where I'm not being disturbed by uh, text messages or phone calls or my children running around. Whatever time that is for you, you know your schedule better than anyone so whatever it's going to take for you whatever you know i gotta i've got to get to this bible study i've got to get to church on sunday morning amen yeah, maybe i worked late on saturday night but hey i gotta have a made-up mind come sunday morning like pastor and i sunday morning we're in church we study in the word of god no matter where we are or what we're doing we're stopping at a certain time and saying no we don't care what's going on around us. It's time to get into the word of God. God. It's time to go to church. It's time to go to Bible study. That's how, how important it is to see and hear more about Jesus. You position yourself. You make room in your schedule. You make room. Uh, you tell your friends, this is my study time. This is my church time. This is my Bible study time. 
Y'all see what I'm saying? It's just got to be that important to you. Because like Jesus told the, the man and his friends, who the paralyzed man and his friends, when he sees you doing this, it's showing him, demonstrating to him that you have faith in him. Amen? We are trying to encourage you to position yourself to see and hear more of Jesus. One last example I have for you is in Luke, John, I'm sorry, John. No, it's Luke chapter 19. We're going to look at a man named Zacchaeus. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Mary sat down at Jesus' feet. In other words, she stopped everything she was doing and like, uh-uh, I need to hear this word. I need to get this word right now. So whatever's going on with you, whenever you need to stop everything, just stop it. It's, it's Jesus' time. Amen. It's Jesus time. Hallelujah. You know your schedule. Pastor used to preach this to us all the time. You just got to fit this in your schedule. Nobody not telling you a certain time. You, you fit it into your schedule. Let's look at Zacchaeus and see what he did. Amen. A man named Zacchaeus. He was a, Bible says he was a publican. That means he was a tax collector. And you know, the Jews didn't care that much for tax collectors because it's that to them, that was like betraying their their uh, race, because that meant you was working for the for the Romans or the Greek Greeks or whoever. But let's see what Zacchaeus, this man, did. Luke chapter nineteen, one through ten. Ready, read. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Zacchaeus, the Bible says here that um, he sought to see Jesus. Amen. He wanted to see Jesus and to who he was. But he said that he couldn't get to him. Because of all the people, the press, all the people that were around. And he was little in stature. He was a short man. Pastor and I joke a lot about Zacchaeus had the short man syndrome. Amen. But he made it his business. He did what was necessary. Zacchaeus said, okay, I can't see through all these people. I'll just go climb a tree. Amen. And the Bible says he went and climbed up a sycamore tree. Amen. Just to, to see Jesus. And Jesus looked up and saw him. In other words, this man's faith was, was so strong, the Lord noticed the fact that he was willing to go and climb a tree just to see him. I love what, what it says in verse 2. 
says Zacchaeus was chief among the publicans. He was a tax collector. It said, and he was rich. So we know Zacchaeus was not coming to Jesus trying to get no money. Okay, he already was rich. Mm -hmm. See, your motive got to be right. Yeah. Amen. Your motive can't be, I got I want to get to Jesus to see what I can get. No, you just want to get to Jesus because in him is life and life more abundantly. And I don't know about you, I want life. Amen. Life is more than just money. Yeah, you need money, but it's more than just money. Amen. I want joy. I want peace. I want comfort. I want happiness. There's no, you can't put a price tag on those things. Amen. Amen. So Zacchaeus wasn't coming because he needed some money, but he was coming because he wanted to know about Jesus. He was positioning himself to learn about this man, Jesus, to see who he was and what he was all about. Zacchaeus went and climbed up a tree and Jesus saw him and said, make, make haste, man, get in a hurry. Then come down here. I got to go to your house today. That's my way of paraphrasing it. Amen. And it says he made haste and came down. See, Jesus is, uh, Jesus said, I must abide at your house today. In other words, it's necessary. I'm obligated to be at your house today. In other words, when God is encouraging us to position ourselves, you want favor, position yourself for favor. Amen. All these things are found in Jesus. You want healing? Position yourself for healing. Amen. You want prosperity? Position yourself for prosperity. You want this good life, this grace life that pastor and I are talking about? Then you got to position yourself for the good life, the grace life. It don't, it's not just going to fall into your lap. Yes, you are going to have to make certain uh, crucial and critical steps. Amen. What are the crucial and critical steps that you get to Jesus, that you hear this word, that you hear more about Jesus, that you see more of Jesus, that you get into that secret place so that you can hear him so that he can lead you and guide you and direct you. Amen. Position yourself to hear and to see more of Jesus. Let's look at last scripture, John three, very, very quickly. John chapter three, verses 16 through 17. Y'all know this scripture. Just turn right over from, from uh, the scripture about Nicodemus. We're going to go down a little bit further. John 3, 16, 17. And we can start reading 16 together because we know that one by heart. Amen. Ready? Read. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, but that, that the, world. the world through him might be saved. Let's read that in Amplified, please. Amplified reads. For God so greatly. For loved. God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world to, in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. God sent his son for us to be made safe and sound. 
Amen. For us to have life and to have life more abundantly. So we're just encouraging you to position yourself to hear more about God's son, to see more of God's son. Amen. Amen. So that we can find salvation so that we will not perish. We will not come to destruction and be lost. Amen. But that we will have this life that Jesus came to give us, that God sent his son to give us. Amen. Position yourself, KRM. Position yourself, men and women of God. Do whatever it's going to take. Climb a tree uh, like Zacchaeus did. Amen. Uh, go at night like Nicodemus did if you need to. Sit down at his feet. Just stop everything like Mary did. Whatever it's going to take. If, it's, if, if it means getting your friends to take you to Jesus, then that's what you need to do. But position yourself so that you can hear and see more of Jesus. Because life is in Jesus. Not just eternal life. Eternal life, yes, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Over yonder by and by. But we're talking about life and life more abundantly right now. Amen. Like I said earlier, you want favor, then position yourself for favor. You want healing, position yourself for healing. You want prosperity, position yourself for prosperity. You want this good life, this grace life, like Pastor was talking about on Sunday, where you're not worried about anything, you're not stressed out about anything, you've got peace, you've got joy, you've got happiness, this good life, this grace life, you want that? Then you need to position yourself for the good life, the grace life. And it's all found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear more of Jesus. See more of Jesus. That's where it's at. And my time is well spent. Let's give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. We're going to go to the Lord, amen, and make our declaration. Let him know that uh, we have faith in him, amen. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask that you repeat after me, Lord Jesus, <clears throat> thank you for loving me and dying for me on the cross. Your precious blood washes me clean of every sin. <clears throat> you are my Lord and my Savior now and forever. I believe you rose from the dead. You are alive today. Because of your finished work, I am now a beloved child of God. Heaven is my home. Thank you for giving me eternal life, filling my heart with your peace, your joy, your Holy Spirit, your grace, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on next time. Until then, remember, if you believe right, you will live right. <laughs>